We have returned. We're back. I didn't know that we'd be back this week, but we're back. Roman Harper, good to see you, man. I I got some bonus time. I'm into overtime now with the baby, and uh, it's good to see you, man. Hey, man. You know, I'm excited for you, Kyle. Excited for Camille. Appreciate it. Uh, congratulations to you guys. It's all health. Let's just keep it going. The positive vibes. I'm glad you got your phone on you. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can't wait to see this young lady. And... Uh, yeah, man. I, it's okay. Heather's first time pregnant with London. She was a week late. Yeah, that's what people keep telling me. The first one uh, off. Your body. Yeah, late. It's all new to your body. Like if you have more kids, your body's more used to it. It's a woman's thing, man. Their their bodies are absolutely amazing. The human body is absolutely amazing, especially the woman human body. No to question. See what they no, go through. Dude, for I, I, I'm, I'm, is she going to get? Uh, she gonna take the. The shot? Yeah. Oh, man. Am I allowed to talk about this? I think so. Uh, no, she, she's tough, man. She wants to do it uh, natural birth. There we go. So, and she's totally good luck. No, I'm, I'm under strict orders to go natural birth. So, uh, you know, we'll see. She's tough. Good. She, she can handle it. And again, I, gotta, I just hit my thing, turn my ringer on because I got to make sure that uh, if mama calls, I got to go running. So. Yeah. So, Heather was seven days late first time, right, with London. She we, she's actually was born the second quarter of one of my football games playoffs that's right you told me that yes and so you of course you you, you had to play because you didn't know when the baby was she in labor when the game started or how that work yeah so so it was in san francisco and so because it's a west coast trip we played on saturday so we go to the doctor on so that means you leave a day early so we played saturday so we had to get there thursday so we went to the doctor wednesday and was like either she's going to be good or we're not and she wasn't dilating. She wasn't showing. So the, the doctor's like, look, just go to the game. She should be fine. Like, you know, she can make it a couple more days. It won't be that bad. Right. So I've left with the team. Uh, boom, she was good. Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. Well, I got, like, a couple missed calls. Next thing you know, it's, like, going down. Uh -huh. So, But I'm, like, I'm in San Francisco. There's no reason I can't. Nothing you can do. There's nothing you can Man, do. I see. I've thought about that so much in my <laughs> life because I mean, just watching sports, covering it, whatever it is, you hear those stories about guys, yeah. you know, who ha either choose to play, uh, they're, right. like you, they're playing, right. they're just playing because they don't know that it's happening. You know, it could be anything. And and so yeah, just not being there, playing on like a national tele nationally televised game. Kyle, you're going to make it. That's the best thing about you. You have not left town. That's how this whole thing's going to be. You're going right. to have time. I know. So, me, I didn't have time. But, but, but you know what? But that's the life, man. It's yeah. interesting. So, no, I, it's, we're recording this on Friday afternoon, for anybody wondering. Uh, Friday afternoon, uh, February, what's today? 26th. So, yeah, she was due yesterday. And so, I'm, I'm here doing this podcast. I've got, by the way, the Hornets uh, tonight. So, she's just one day past due. Day. One day past due. So, I, you know, they, she, it will what's the, the inducement or the induction date is next Friday. So yeah. if the baby's not here by next Thursday, they induce her next Friday. So we'll see how long this thing goes. But, yeah, we're doing this today. I'm on Baby Watch. I got the Hornets and the Warriors tonight for the pre- and post-game show. So I'm going right back to work whenever we finish this up uh, to get ready for the pre- and post-game show. So it doesn't really end. But uh, speak, speaking of radio and, you know, FNZ and all Shout that out. stuff, uh, I did something today that I have never done in my radio career in my life. What is that, Kyle? I said fuck on the air. Speci <laughs> specifically, I said fucking on the air uh and it came flying out of my mouth in a way that i've never done before and the listeners thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard and i was mortified at first when i realized what i did and i tried to do the thing at first i was like yeah i don't think the whole thing got out i mean you know, i y'all knew what i was saying but i don't think the whole thing got out and they were like no 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 no, okay we're listening on the, the stream we're listening on the radio.com app you said fucking we heard it and it was hilarious so like i felt bad but that's the first time in my radio i've been doing this I've been behind a microphone in some way, shape, or form since I was 21, I think. So, like, 14 years. Never done it until today. And I finally dropped an F-bomb on the air. So, how often – is that, like, a make-or-break thing? I don't know. I'm not a radio Well, no, guy. fortunately, like, our, our board operator back in the studio, he's got a – we have dump buttons. So, every radio station does or should have a, a dump button. And you get about – it's a seven-second delay. And so, if that happens, you just, you know, hit the dump button. It doesn't go across the terrestrial airwaves. Okay. But if you're streaming it and everybody is streaming – So, so you hear it. Right. And then they it, – it's going to – how do you hit the dump button? So, then it's going to replay – from what you're saying, so oh, no, it just it drops you up. off the air. It drops you off the air for a period of seconds, and then you're right back on. So okay. the terrestrial, the people in their cars, the people who might still be, you know, with radios in their homes or on their back porches or whatever, they didn't hear it. Uh, he got to the dump button in time. But everybody listening on the stream, which is where a lot of our listeners, you know, 
stream. They, they all listen yeah. on radio.com on the website. They all heard it. So, you know, they, the reaction <laughs> was hilarious. And look, it's happened plenty of times before. Right. Shout out Steve Smith Sr. Smitty has dropped a fuck or two or a <laughs> shit or two during the interviews he does with me on a weekly basis. And we've had to. We've had I, to I loved Smitty. listening. I love being on the show when Steve would have his calls in because he'd be so brutally honest. And he would. The, the radio would give him this time that he could, like, get stuff off his chest. Oh, yeah. I felt like. And more than what he can on TV. Like, TV's a little bit quicker. With these, he had, like, 15 minutes of just, you know, he could go on his, get on the roll sometimes. And he could definitely just really dive in. I I thought he was going to cuss a couple of times. He never cursed when I was on there with it, but I'm sure it has come out before. Oh, yeah. Well, you, know, you know what his favorite thing to do is? He loves to fuck with the board operators, and I, I'm going to keep getting really close. Yes, and then I'm not. A, yes, I'm going to keep using that word by the way, because I want to talk more about the word "fuck" here in a second. But Smitty loves to mess with the board ops, the, the guys who call him to get him ready for the interview we're going to do, yes. uh, especially if they're new. You know, now once he gets to know you, you're cool. But he loves to mess with those guys. Loves to scare them. Loves <laughs> to make them uncomfortable. Well, most of the time, because first of all. It, they're already scared of him. Oh, yeah. If they don't know him. Absolutely. Because everybody uh, knows the story. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen them. They're shaking when they call him for the first time. I mean, I've seen them when they, oh, yeah. No, Smitty's favorite thing to do is to mess with the guys that call him on the yes. phone lines. It's hilarious. But anyway, I said the word fuck. Why is the word fuck so offensive? Um, Why is that word so? I mean, I know I'm getting kind of philosophical right there. I'm not, I'm not asking yeah, you to I wasn't. I wasn't okay, it was good. rhetorical. Like, yeah. I'm not asking you to provide the solution or, okay, or the I answer. Like, I, uh, I'm just saying, like, think about it. You know what I mean? You know, the, I think it adds extra to everything, and you can't read it over text or sometimes when you hear it. Like, I don't know. Right. It's exactly. a very powerful word. So, so, again, the word fuck, like this morning, I made the, the first mistake of my life doing that. Had that gone over the airwaves? And had someone heard it, filed a complaint, or the FCC themselves heard me do that, um, I, I don't know what the, the current number is, so forgive me if I'm wrong on this. But, I mean, I think it's something like a $300,000 fine. Wow. So, um, my, I have, so, you know, a young lady got fired from, from television. Plenty for, of people have. For saying the F word, like, on TV. But, like, she didn't know her mic was high. It was an accident, whatever. She's probably frustrated with something. You know, whatever, it slipped, it came out, whatever. Uh huh. And uh, how much is that fine? If it's on TV. I'll, I'll right? Google, I'm going to Google it because now I want to know. Yeah, but, but Kyle, that's a, you got my mind turning too. Um, I want to see what the new, but, it, but it's a big number. It, it is a big number. It is not insignificant. So, but we're like, if it, if it goes across the terrestrial airwaves, like an FM radio signal, it's a big ass fine. But if the same broadcast, the same instance, the same word of me doing that this morning goes across the stream, it's cool. Because it's the internet, and it's you know not not the wild west that it used to be, but it's still relatively speaking the wild west. I think the internet is still pretty wild. In a west. lot of places, <laughs> it is. Yeah, the internet is kind of still the wild west. <laughs> there's, there's still some frontiers out there that a whole lot of people don't know anything about on the internet, and you should probably keep it that way for being honest. But, yes. But it's crazy that like that word is so. I, I don't think it's never been universally offensive, but it, it was offensive enough to a large enough. Uh, you know, swath of the population and maybe the, the decision makers that it just got banned from TV, you know, except now on cable news or not cable news, cable TV. You know how they used to do Comedy Central after dark? You know, but when, mm -hmm. when Comedy Central hit midnight, you know, the, what's the old Method Man and Red Man movie? What, um, what, what's the name of it? When there was the, uh, All the they college smoke weed. Uh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they were college uh, kids. What's uh, the name of the damn movie? Anyway, that, if you turned on Comedy Central at 1 o'clock in the morning, there was a decent chance that movie was on. It was How it was, High? Yes, thank you. How High. And there were, it was always uncensored. Yeah. And so the first time I stumbled onto that, I was like, what is happening here? This is Comedy Central. I was like, somebody's going to lose their job. Oh, man, somebody put the wrong one in. <laughs> but then I, then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I start reading about it. And it's like, no, it's cable news or cable TV. I keep doing that. Cable TV is not regulated by the FCC uh, like the broadcast networks are, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, ABC, I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but you know they're not regulated the same way. So you've seen uh -huh. like FX, for instance, yeah, you know, yeah. with some of those grittier shows they do. Yeah, you know, it's commonplace to hear them say shit, bullshit, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they do. They Especially don't see like when they come on later at night. Right, and they don't go. And I haven't watched those channels lately, so maybe this has changed too. But you, you still wouldn't hear fuck, but you'd hear all the other curse I'm words. I'm surprised anytime I hear like a, a hardcore cuss word on TV. Right, that I'm not watching like a movie or something. Right, like it's still like, oh shoot, it's like, jarring. Like, yeah, it, it is. Like, you oh, just man, don't it, expect it. <laughs> but like true. the word "fuck" is still so taboo and so, I guess, offensive still 
that it hasn't made its way into a lot of that. Now, of course, I'm glad with that though. I got kids. I don't want my kids saying fuck. No, I get that. All right. So every time my kids hear a cuss word, they're like one step closer to using it. My son has already used the word ass. That's the yeah. And they use it in the correct ways, Kyle. That's the crazy thing. Really? He, yeah. They like they don't just like throw a word out there. They like use it in the correct terms. Like so that lets you know they hear, they listen, they understand it. He like fell. He's like, oh mom, I heard my ass. And she's really? Like, yeah. She's like, what? She's like, yeah. Well, where, where, uh, where is that at? And he's like, mom, my ass, like, right here. <laughs> they, they know. They, that's awesome. All right. Because my, but just the other night, my or wife- or in the uh, in Thor Ragnarok, they they do something and the Hulk, they call him. Uh, no, no, no. In um, in Infinity Wars, where he's like. You know, they're fighting with each other, uh, uh, Hulk and Bruce Banner and, and Hulk, I don't right? know shit anyways, about Anyways, movies. Kyle, so they're I've fighting against each other, and he's calling. He said, you big green asshole. Like, that's <laughs> what he says, right? And Roman thought it was the biggest, funniest part of the movie. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, you green asshole. So he would, like, say it. My wife laughs at him. So he's just, like, he's confused about it, but he, we got him right. We got him right. So I don't want to hear too many things. I don't want to fuck. If <laughs> coming out of like my child's <laughs> mouth, everybody in the world uses it for the most part. Yes, they do. It's okay. very, it, it's very versatile. It punctuates pal. everything. It's versatile. It, it's the most versatile curse word. I mean, I, it is the greatest. I, I keep saying it's the greatest cuss word of all time, but it's still too offensive. Like it's a fine from the federal government. If somebody yeah. says it across terrestrial airwaves or on the local news, right, they'll find you enough to shut you down. Well, I think, I think they need to do that, Kyle, because you would have somebody and I'm just throwing it out there, but somebody would be like, that, that's what news they would tell, is what the fuck news. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and then they would just go on and fuck this and fuck that <laughs> and, and you motherfuckers this. And that. it would just keep rolling because it's very, ver- like we said, it's a very versatile. So, yes, I think it does deserve. Yes, the- it deserves better treatment, <laughs> you know, by, by the decision makers at large here. It's a ridiculous, it's still a ridiculous, archaic rule. That because this morning I slipped up and said fucking that we could. But anyway, the more context on that, the reason. I was going to say, Kyle. What, what I was having here? like a traumatic flashback. Not really. But we were having a, a discussion on the show about like it came up because Deshaun Watson told the uh, new Houston Texans coach David Culley yesterday. Yeah, which I want to talk about. It's I know. Go right like, into what, there we go. Via Zoom. I'm not playing for you. I'm not coming back. And so this is like the fifth time he's quit his job. And it's like to them publicly. And I think it's hilarious. So I just asked. We started talking about the funniest ways you've quit a job. And we had listeners texting in <laughs> some of the funniest shit you will ever read about so, how they quit jobs. So this is, and this is how they did quit. Oh yeah. Are you saying or how would no, they no, quit? No, absolutely. We had one guy that he was working at a bowling alley and he quit, but he didn't tell his boss because he wanted to play free bowling. He wanted free bowling all afternoon first, and so he bowled all afternoon while he was getting paid. And nobody saw him, and then his boss came up and told him, and he was like, "Bro, I, I quit like four hours ago. I just been bowling for free, you know." <laughs> and and walk, just funny. Some guy quit Circuit City. Uh, some, but for me, I was love talking that. about. I used to love that place. I know. So I, I was working a side job in my early twenties, making some extra money, and I was working for a guy who his business was delivering uh, horse barns, sheds of various sizes. And he w- like we had everything ranging from like 8 by 12 foot sheds to like 32 by 18 foot sheds. So when we would haul them, it, was a, it would have to strap it up, wide load, the whole deal. Turns out, for medical reasons I won't get into, I ended up having to drive for the guy like a week into the job, right? <laughs> and so I'm hauling around wide load trailers. Now, I've pulled trailers before. Like, but small trailers with lawnmowers right. and weed eaters working for the town. This is my first job. You know, I'm pulling and a you're wide like, load. And you're like driving. And I live in the mountains, man, <laughs> with hairpin turns going up and down hills. So the very first time I drive one of these, I'm taking a hairpin turn back deep in the mountains. I rip a road sign, you know, out of the ground with this big 32 by 18 foot shed horse barn that we were delivering to a guy. So we would do stuff like that. And we would also, if somebody had an existing barn or shed or something, we would move them if they needed them moved. Like some people have farms that where they need to move to one side or the other. So the long and short of it is one day we go out to move one for a guy. And as we're looking at the property where he wants it moved, he's got a creek running along the backside of his house. And he's telling us that he's got a really bad snake problem. You know, he's got snakes everywhere all the damn time when it rains. He's got snakes, this and that. So, you know, this building, and mind you, where I live, there's not that much flat ground. So if you put a shed somewhere, odds are you're probably jacking it up, putting cinder blocks underneath it to level it out on one side or the other. Right. That was the case with this one. So we use these big farm jacks to jack them up, 
remove the blocks, and then we would run the trailer with skids back underneath it, move it. The whole. So we're doing this building, and the guy tells me as we're you know doing the job that he's got a snake problem. So we go up to it, and I'm not feeling great about this anyway. And my bo- the guy I'm working with looks at me. We get him up on the farm jacks, and he says, "All right, I need you to crawl up under that building and uh, pull the rest of those blocks out." Pitch dark, damp. Oh no! The man, not 50 feet from the creek, the man just told me he has a snake infestation, and this dude wants me to crawl up under this building on farm jacks, which are not, you know, all that reliable, and pull out these blocks. I'm like, dude, he just told you he's got a copperhead problem back here, and he's like, yeah, right, and. Well, look, I know there are people who handle snakes a lot fucking better than I do, but I don't like snakes. I'm not terrified of them. I'll handle them. I'll get rid of them. I'll do what I have to, but I don't like snakes. And I'm like, dude, I'm not crawling up underneath that building in the pitch black. You know, he had no light. It was middle of the day. He had no yeah, flashlight. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not doing that, bro. Yeah. And he was like, well, then I'm not paying you. Like, well, then that's an easy decision, dude. I'll just call my brother and he can come pick me up and I'm out. And so I did. He, he did. I quit that moment. Yeah. Called my brother, walked up to the middle of this road in the middle of nowhere and waited for my brother to come get me because I was not fucking crawling up there in a snake den. I don't blame you. So as I'm telling this story on the air, I'm like, it's fucking snakes. And it just came out. <laughs> and I felt so bad. You know, I'd never done it before. I had it like was a, emotional, Kyle. You, I had an you, Iron Man streak of not saying fuck on the air. And I, I lost it after 14 years. Man, I know. 14 years. That's a long time. I wonder Kyle. if it was jarring for people when they come to this podcast for the first time to hear us say fuck. I don't know. I Maybe think for so. some people it probably is. It probably so. Probably I mean, so, right? Yeah, because like I don't ever use that term on TV or anything. Yeah, I know. Let's I'm move on. I, yeah. We got some things we want to get to. But anyway, so I know you want to talk to Sean, but real quick first, how about the Tiger Woods deal this week? Oh, my God. Right? I mean, first of all, I'm just really extremely happy, and we're all blessed that he's still with us. All right, that's number one. I mean, it was shocking. I'm happy that he's alive. I, man, we could have easily lost Tiger Woods. Like, that was my first thought. It's like, whoa, like, where did we, you, where, where, how? How, did, how like, did you learn the news? Like, where did you see the news? Uh, I think I saw it on the bottom screen of a TV. Like the and ticker? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then from there, you know, just picking up things. My boy, my, my, my best friend, Tim, he called me. And uh, and was t- we started texting. He was telling me some stuff. So it's been uh, very interesting, to say the least. I had the same. Well, my I saw the news from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department release, the press release. Did you mm-hmm. see that? No. OK, so long and short of it is, you know, L.A. County puts out a press release. Now, I, this was what, Tuesday, I think. And so I get off work at two, finish the show, get off the air, go home. I sit down, check the phone, see the release. And it's about 2.30, I guess. And so I see in the release, it says he got into an accident at 7.12 this morning, 7.12 a.m. And I'm like, holy, seven hours ago? How has this not gotten out yet? And it's L.A., TMZ always gets that stuff first. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven hours before Tiger Woods getting in a single car accident and being you know, transported to a hospital. There's no way nobody knew what was going on for seven hours. But mm-hmm. then I remember the time difference. And it was still three hours, and it was strange. And my first thought was, are they withholding information? like really bad information right. so you know before they have to like contact next of kin or anything like yeah, that yeah, 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 because yeah. you know after a year after kobe died your first right. thought was Man. come on not again like yeah. th- let's not please not again no doubt about it that was my first reaction too there's no question kyle um so i, I i'm glad you felt that way too i mean this guy's a superstar to be able to you know to lose back-to-back superstars at such a young age um you know then of course everything everybody Look, man, Tiger Woods is the ticker when it comes to golf. I know golf will continue to be great once Tiger's gone, but, you know, we have to learn to appreciate legends while we have them. No doubt. And uh, I think Kobe Bryant taught us that as well. So, man, it was crazy. It was scary. I I don't even want to talk about, you know, him playing again right now. That's just too far ahead, man. He was just now recovering from back surgery. Now his legs are just, you know, just got messed up too. So, But I'm just glad he's alive, man. I'm glad he'll be able to at least – uh, see him doing something that no doubt it, it was scary the one thing that I, I will say about it before I, I don't know how much there is to say about it at this point it's it's sad he's hurt really badly he's not going to be on a golf course for a long time you know the like Rory McIlroy said it best the other day he was like you know somebody said is, is Tiger I think the question from the, the reporter was you know is Tiger like the one guy that you think could overcome something like this and Rory was like he's, he's a human being he, he's human He's the greatest golfer I've ever seen, whatever it was. But, you know, he's Tiger, but he's a human being. And he's been through a lot, and he just suffered a lot of damage. So before we start talking about golf or anything, like let's just make sure he's okay and stop Mm -hmm. pretending that he's a superhero. 
you know, it's going to be a long time before Tiger ever swings a golf club competitively again, if he does it again. Yeah. You know, at this point, I don't think they really know that he's absolutely going to be able to do that at the level that it would take to compete. Right. Because he's already, you know, fallen off and he's already showing his age. He's still great, but he's, he's anyway, that I didn't like the coverage of it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. like the. So. I didn't like how people automatically assumed like, well, he ha- does have a past, right, of some some whatever type of uh, things that he had when he was on the the pain pills yeah. when, back before, and so that's like something that people want to say. Oh, they is he was he speeding? They want to always go to the negative or try and go in that place because of Tiger's past. And I'm like, man, can we appreciate who he has become because of all those things as well? Like. He's become a better person since all those things. So he's already accomplished a lot. I think Roy was trying to say that stuff, too. It's like, um, you know, he's already shown us so many things. Like, not but just being right now, you know what I mean? Like, to oh, yeah. everything that he's accomplished. Well, and, and look, he's got – he's an incredibly flawed human being. We all are. And yes. and I, what was it, the F. Scott Fitzgerald quote where he says, show me – um, what does he say? Show me a, a legend – and I'll, I'll show you a tragedy, and I'll write you a tragedy, I think is what, how, how the phrase goes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, show, show me a hero. No, that's what it was. Show me a hero, and I'll write you a tragedy. You know, that's, that's true. You yeah, know, but there's also, I mean, that's because, man, that's crab in the bucket mentality too, though. Well, I, I'm not, look, I'm not saying it in a morbid way. I'm just saying, like, even the, the greatest of all time have, generally speaking, suffered some sort of fall from grace, you know, dealt with very public, things that that's are true man that's everybody though. right and, and so it's not about casting aspersions to me it's just that tiger had to live that really publicly yeah man and he, everything he's lived since then is very public in a way that most people can't relate to yeah and so i, t- I think you and i've talked about this you know i watched the tiger documentary with my wife on hbo the two-parter and it's mm-hmm. i i think it's really good some people think it's too salacious you know because it's uh they, they think it's very tabloid-esque too much of his personal life not enough about the golf i disagree you know, it's not that I feel like his personal life should be pried into. It's that they're telling the story of why he is so great and also why he is so flawed. Yep. And I understand why he doesn't like it because I, didn't, I wouldn't like anybody prying into my personal life either. True. But he is such an enormous but figure. Because he, yes, like, yes, he is an enormous, keep going. He's a cultural icon. Yes. And that's what's so incredible about what his dad did to groom him. Earl knew that he was not only trying to, well, Earl told him, you know, you're not just going to be the greatest golfer of all time. You're going to be a cultural icon. And that's what Tiger became, right? He changed the face of golf. It's he made crazy it more accessible Earl was people. right, though. You, you do see that. Absolutely. Like, not everybody knew that. I mean, I didn't know that about Tiger's and his father's relationship early. Like, it, that is one good thing about the Tiger's. Oh, yeah. It, it does go into that. It died really. And it does, like you said, it shows, like, as a kid, you can see, like, man, he's already – he has gifts, right? He was born with this gift. Yeah. Like, just – like, that's just what it is. And from there, to see it manifest – and Earl was right about a lot of these things. Now, I, I think Earl didn't do him any justice by some other ways, too. But, like – but how does Tiger – that was the first thing I thought, too, was this, Kyle. How was Tiger – Tiger didn't have a driver? Like, but then maybe he don't trust certain drivers or – or maybe he was. I, like, I, I think it's just things, man. he it's was just, driving way too fast. And I, I don't. I've never lived in L.A., so I don't know. But I've just heard a lot of people who live out there or have. They got some crazy hills, right? And he, they, they've all he said got. he was driving way too fast on a road you shouldn't drive way too fast on. I watched the sheriff's department. Uh, I think it was the. Sh- they said it's. It, this is not the first time. Oh yeah, they see it, they see wrecks it, there all the time, it, and I, I thought it was really interesting. Again, the guy was like, I the, the seatbelt probably saved Tiger's life. But getting back to the whole, you know, prying into his life, how personal things are. You know, I, what I didn't like about the media coverage of it, and that's what, when it happened and I've read that release, I immediately turned on the news, cable news. Um, I, I wasn't sure the sports networks would jump into it as quickly, so I just jumped right to the news. I turned it on CNN, and they were covering it immediately. All the networks were at that point, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. And they were showing the aerial footage of the wreck and getting some information on the ground at first, which is useful. But in a way that cable news only does, they were going to stay on it, you know, in perpetuity at that point, And they would fill the time with either their hosts or with guests just, you know, editorializing and speculating <laughs> about Tiger Woods, bringing on anybody who's ever been on a golf course covering him before. CNN brought on Christine Brennan. 
and she's from the USA Today. Uh-huh. I'm sure Christine's a nice lady. I've never met her. I've read plenty of her work. After she wrote that uh, the Big Ten returning to football was the darkest day in Big Ten history, I kind of stopped reading her stuff. You know, that, that, it's, it's a lot of dramatic, sensationalistic. And she was there, and I'm sure she had some nice things to offer, but there was just a whole lot of speculation about you know, what it could have been. Was Tiger high again? You know, He's got a history of substance abuse. <laughs> know what happened last time he got pulled over. We've seen the right. bug shots. Hey, think about 2009. Like, come on now. Like, I mean, yeah, just yes. give us the Thank information you. that's important. <laughs> Right. And then go back to telling the rest of the news until you have more actual news to give us on Tiger Woods. And they were all doing it. They were all doing it. Fox News brought on Donald Trump. Now, I understand why that's you know, useful for their ratings, too. But you're, you're using that his relationship with Tiger Woods as an excuse to bring him on to talk about it, you know, at a time where I'm not saying you can't bring the guy on. I'm not a, a kill free speech kind of dude, but like that's the way you're going to cover Tiger Woods in an accident when nobody knows whether or not he's OK. That's that's how we're going to do this. Uh, come on, man. Like that was just I didn't like the news coverage at all. I didn't like it at all, man. Yeah, I was busy. Castle. I wasn't able to get to in front of a TV and do all that. So it was crazy, though. I, I was that's what I was saying. I was talking to my boy. He was telling me just trying to keep us updated uh, in some text and stuff. But put it on a ticker. Go back to telling me what's going on in Syria. Yes. go back to and look, this is not what they'll do because it's not as profitable. Right. Tiger Woods being in a car accident is way more, you know, <laughs> profitable. That's going to keep people glued to the TV and not the actual news. You know, not the, the airstrikes in Iran, which, by the way, we, uh, you know, Joe Biden last night, airstrikes, first ones of his tenure. You Boom. Know. So uh, anyway, I'm going to move on. But like, the, give me the, the rest of the news. If you want to put it on a ticker to keep letting people know Tiger's been in an accident, you know, this, that and others happened and we'll update you as we get for it, more information. Great. But don't fill, please, all the airtime just speculating about the ways in which this guy's been a disaster and everything. I hated it, Rome. I didn't like the news coverage at all, man. Sorry. I just want to get that off my chest. I agree with you 3,000%, Kyle. I'm glad we both get to get that off our chest. Yeah. So I mean, that, I mean that's – like, now can, can we dive into something? You, what, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Everybody does. Good. That's I do too. If you turn on any sports radio station in the country right now, there's about a 90% chance they're talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, bro. He's the he's – because the, let me tell you why. Because he is the number one draft pick in this year's draft, Kyle. Like, of all everybody that could be available, if Deshaun Watson's available, I'm trying to get him. I love Deshaun Watson. I want him here in Charlotte with the Panthers very, very badly. Yes. Love the guy. I'm so, tired, what, of, I'm so tired of talking about Deshaun Watson. I, 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 so, Deshaun Watson, they said that he told the coach uh-huh. that he does not want to be there. Like I, I On a Zoom call with, with his new head coach, David Culley. Said – I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm I, not playing here. I don't want to play here. Before you like da da da, he said I don't want to play it. Now, do they continue down this road, or does it come a point where they like they literally have to trade this guy? And I think Carolina, I really truly think this coach David Tepper wants to give up everything. Uh, Mr. Tepper will give up everything for this. To get oh, Dave, David Tepper wants Deshaun Watson. So what That's I would say, so if I'm Houston, I would definitely take. I want first this year, first and a, maybe a third, and then I like one more first rounder next year's first, and then I want uh, Jeremy Chin. No, no, Jeremy. <laughs> first of all, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, Derek Brown off the table. Can't have all any of those three. Then you can't. Then you won't have Deshaun Watson, and we'll go to that's the next place. That's not true. That's not true. Kyle, no- what? What if that? What if that's what they no. offer? If I'm Houston, I'd be like, I'll take it. All right, listen. If he comes to try to fight me, I expect you to have my back because he's your boy, Shaq Thompson. If Houston wants Shaq Thompson, and the Panthers can get uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, they're sending the, uh, Shaq Thompson to Houston. Now, again, I don't yeah. know how they see Shaq Thompson, and I like Shaq Thompson, but I'm just saying that's a player. They're looking for defensive starters down there. At least that's what's been reported. So, I, Yeah, but so I get that. But how bad do you want Deshaun Watson? Not that Brian is- Burns bad. Not Jeremy Chin bad. Here, here's yeah. the only thing, though. You know what somebody said to me? This is going to make you so mad. Somebody <laughs> said to me the other day, so remember when I, I had you on I the show. I love having this conversation because this is what I would do. I know. This, this, <laughs> is, this is going to make you mad, though. So the other day I had you on the show, and we were ta- I asked you whether or not Jeremy Chen moving back to safety makes the most sense. You said you always thought that he was a safety, right, more or less? 
Yeah, he's definitely a safety. Okay, so somebody I can't who said I don't this? know. He can't play in like a regular defense who, though. Some, somebody, they, like he has to he's like a, a he's like a um he has to play consistently in the same type of role of what he is. I'm drawing a blank. Somebody said this to me, but they said, you know what though, you gotta think about it this way. You know, if he's moving back to safety, he's not as valuable at safety as he is at linebacker. So at that point, if you're lessening his value on the field because safeties aren't as valuable, doesn't he become more tradable? How does how does that hit you? That makes absolutely no sense. That's what all. I thought you'd say. Because if if I have value on the football field, what do you mean? Like you can't devalue me. No, yeah, but Jeremy Chen, what positions that he did play, it was not even like he had a position. They like he was just a, a guy. So if they're from what Carolina, it looked to me like they try to do a lot more positionless football. I think they do have to get a bigger Mike linebacker. I think Shaq's a more natural will linebacker. And they have to get a bigger thumper. Look, Tahir Whitehead was not what they needed last year. I mean, he was what they wanted because he's a temple guy and Rule likes him, like, whatever. But I'm try if you're trying to win defensively, you need a bigger mic. You need a bigger thumper in the middle. I think that they could go do that. If, if I'm them, I would love to try and get that um, linebacker from uh, Auburn. Uh, He's a Mike linebacker. Everybody talks to me about Micah Parsons from Penn State. That's the yeah, linebacker but, everybody I mean, talks about. But he is – I mean, he's the same thing as what uh, Shaq is. He's no bigger or small. I, I think you need a bigger body in the middle. So you're talking about K.J. Britt. Yes, K.J. Britt. Yes. K.J. Britt, that's your guy? I like him. Okay. He's a thumper in the middle. Okay. You know what I didn't look up? But he's not big, though. He's not that big, but he is a thumper. But anyways, that just like to have this conversation, Kyle, because I think Deshaun Watson is the biggest get in this year's class of draft. Because I know Trevor Lawrence is a can't miss, and everybody else is not a can't miss. But every year we've seen, like, these top-tier quarterbacks, it's not just a guaranteed. It's not just a guaranteed. Neither is bringing up the new the new role of these college coaches to the NFL. Like, everything has to work hand in hand. You can't come in, land, and think you're just going to win because it's going to be my way and this is how we're going to build it. it it's got to be done correctly over time. You're building the right culture, having the right people supporting you. And that's older guys and younger guys. you got to understand that dynamic. Well, no, I agree with that. But go back to what you were saying, though, about – you know, trading for, for pieces, linebackers, you know, the Texans. Yeah. And so, But, like, you're talking about uh, – Chen, to me, there are three players, Chen, Burn, Browns. Chen, Burns, Brown. I'm not giving up. I'm not gi – I'll send you each a gross matos. It will hurt, but – But you're, you're, you're trying to send me players that I don't want. Why? Why don't you want Shaq Thompson if you're Houston? Because I – who's their linebacker? They got McKinney in there. I haven't even looked up their whole roster. I'm going to give you the – I mean, I'll take right Shaq. Now. I'll well, take Shaq. Okay. But then you're going to have to give me a better draft pick. That's how I would negotiate if I'm Houston. Well, look, see, this, this stuff makes my eyes gloss over because it's uh, – it's, it's just funny. Look, it's just all for good fun for me, Kyle. I know, I just, but like the trade I, scenario, the trade machine stuff wears me out. It man. does. I, I'm, I, that's all they talk about right now because, because there's it, nothing else to talk you could, about. Nobody was – maybe some people could have, and there are always some people who get it right. But most people didn't see Carson Wentz for a third and a conditional second coming, right? I don't think anybody thought that would be the deal that Philadelphia ended up getting. I'm not saying they were always going to break the bank or it, get a ton. They, well, I, the biggest thing is that they had to eat 30-something million dollars on the cap. Largest ever dead money. 38.3, right? Oh. 38.3. Oh, by the way, um, we were talking about this, and, and to your question about linebackers, I got uh, Whitney Merciless. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Mercer. You're talking about, uh, yeah, McKinney. He's good, Cunningham, too. Martin. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty solid at linebacker. Well, yeah, Houston not, is. Right, but, I mean, Shaq starts, you know, in that group. Shaq's on the field with that group. Yeah, but who's my – I want another player. I got those. That's what I'm saying. Houston, they don't need Shaq. Fine, I get that. You so, know what I mean? So, I, I hate the you can't scenarios. just, like, throw things out there. If you want to give – if you want Deshaun Watson, which you do – you let him go. You have to. You have to. I don't. I think it's you let I, Brian Burns or Jeremy Chen go. Yes, Jeremy it's, Chen. It's a no-brainer. What are you talking about? Wow. You're giving up. I really want Deshaun too. Then you give him up, Kyle. It's a no-brainer. This. It's a no-brainer. So what? You're giving up Teddy, 
I was going to say McCaffrey, but the thing is, I, I, we saw earlier that the uh, the, the Texans Why? are interested they, in keeping David Johnson. No, they didn't. They just released him. Did they really? Yeah. Did I miss it? Yeah, I think you just missed it. I must have missed some news in the last two hours. Yeah. Well, no, it just said like, an hour ago, report Texans intend to keep running back David Johnson. Are they? Who reported that? Oh, my bad. Maybe it, was a, maybe it was Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson. My bad. I think it was Duke Johnson. Now I'm going to double check just to make sure. I think it was Duke Johnson. But look, I, I, I think I want home. Deshaun Watson here in, in Charlotte really badly. He, he, would, he would light this city on fire. The second that was announced, people would be in, just insanely excited about next season. What did I see? I think it was uh, it was a it was a Fox Sports radio host who was a Jets fan who said he thought it was this one guy's opinion, but that he thought Deshaun Watson here in Carolina, you know, if they could get him without giving up McCaffrey, which is possible um, because his money doesn't kick until next year. Neither one of their money kicks in until next year. So he said Deshaun, Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, uh, and I forget who he included, maybe if they bring Curtis Samuel back or if he re-signs here, would be the most explosive or dynamic offense in the NFC and would make them the NFC favorite to make the Super Bowl. That's what he said. Deshaun Man. McCaffrey, first, Robbie, DJ, and maybe bro, Curtis First of Samuel. all, you got to beat the champ, first of all, because we've seen a, a – But you a, think about that. A, yeah, I get it. I, I love it. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Kyle. It's a no-brainer, Isn't Kyle. that the definition of going all in? Because There's you, no all in. You got a few, This guy's going to be here for the next 15 years. He will be here for the next 15 years if you're lucky, if he stay, continues to trend the way he is. Jamie Chen's in the league for another, what, 10? Okay. No, right? I, I, like, I, and he's not a quarterback. Like, I know safeties win you games, but not really. How many did they win? I mean, I get it. Quarterbacks win in the NFL, especially young ones. This guy is dynamic. Okay, he's I, won I, at all levels. I just like playing the devil's advocate. So, okay. I think if I'm Houston, that's what the Carolina Panthers need to do. They need to trade. They need to put Jeremy Chin out there because that's actually a valuable trade piece along with you two first-rounders. Do Dude, oh. it's a no-brainer, oh, Kyle. Oh, man, really? Kyle, it's a no-brainer. Okay, all right. That's It's fine. a no-brainer. Here's all the right? thing. It, it would hurt, but I would still celebrate Deshaun. I yes. Would, I'd still be happy. Yes, you get I, over I it. I really would. And you root for him and you cheer for him, and hopefully You're right. when you, he hits the market, you might be able to bring him back. You but right me now, you got to make the move. You've talked me into it. In. <laughs> like, you got to right, make the move. You've talked me into it. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready and willing to do that Thank deal. you. Thank you, Kyle. All Thank right. you. That's it's fine. It's a no-brainer. So, all That's right. what I think. And if I talk to Tepper, I'm telling him, this is what you need to do. Not Christian McCaffrey. He's not as valuable as Jeremy Chin. So, to be clear, Peter Schrager from uh, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network the other mm -hmm. day, he put a trade proposal out there that really made people just, I mean, lose their minds. And it was Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, and two first-round draft picks. Two first-round draft picks. That's what I believe. Oh, if, I, me, if I'm Deshaun, I don't even want that deal because I'm going to get beat down. You think so? If I, I mean, if I trade away the whole team, okay, I don't want to go to a place I'm, I'm pulling the trade. I, I think I got that right. You can't carry a team. Who said that? Peter Schrager, Good Morning Football, That's NFL ridiculous. Network. He, uh, oh, man. Oh, shoot. Now I got to dig through all my old tweets. Oh, man, my bad. That's a, no, you're good. That's a bummer, but I'll find it. Yeah, that it was the trade that, you know, had people just – I went with the Shannon Sharp, you know, shaking his head no when I saw it at first. Uh, didn't like it. Here it is. So Peter Schrager su uh, suggested trade Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, Teddy Bridgewater, and two first round draft picks. So you're losing. Say it again. McCaffrey and Robbie off the offense. Yep. Obviously, Teddy's going. And then Brian Burns plus two first round draft picks this year and next year. Which Brian so, Burns? Your, so you're going to trade away your, your top other two offensive players and your best, most valuable defensive asset as well in Brian Burns. Right, I'm not young up. asset, dude. I'm. T I, I know you think you might think I'm crazy. I know guys like you who played in the league obviously look at it differently. When I watch, I, I almost got traded, Kyle. But listen, when I watch Brian Burns, I, I see a guy who, if he stays healthy, is a future Hall of Famer at the position, dude. He, I think he was the biggest Hall, Pro Bowl. Hall of Famer. I think Let he me was. Get the, him in the. I let's know. Get him in a Pro Bowl. I first, know, but dude, he, I, he was the biggest Pro Bowl snub to me. He had more sacks than I think all of the NFC defensive ends that were on the Pro Bowl roster. Well, yeah, that's because the way they do it, though. It's like, garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. I, I agree. They put, they put 
defensive tackles at ends and outside linebackers are really just rush guys. Right, exactly. It should be they should revamp all that. I think so too. I think so too. So I I would do the deal. I mean the one that you said. So but, but so if you take that then though, let's do this because I don't like I don't love that deal. And again, I don't know that that based on what I'm seeing that the Texans want Christian McCaffrey. No. A lot of teams don't want that contract Kyle. because they see the running back position value Kyle, differently. You need to go on the radio what? and wire my deal up to Tepper to get the deal done. Does he want the deal or not? Why don't you call over there? I don't have his number. I don't. He doesn't give it out. So we'll put it on the radio. He likes listening to you, Kyle. Okay. Well, right? I, maybe not anymore. I mean, did you hear what I did this week? No. I gave him a hard time. I mean, time. besides fucking? <laughs> no, I gave him a hard time. You said another one? Did you see the Charlotte FC ticket prices? No. Yeah, so people were – there was a big uproar. Like, even people who don't care about soccer were, like, texting in about that. The Charlotte FC, uh, the new MLS club here, they're the 28th club in the MLS. Their season ticket prices were revealed last Friday. And uh, the, the basically the story was that their cheapest non-general admission season ticket is – just under a thousand bucks, which would put them, I think, already third highest in the MLS. But check this out: more expensive than 17 of the 20 Premier League clubs in Europe. You know, the most prestigious soccer league in the world, like Manchester United, Manchester City, and Liverpool. All three would have cheaper non-general admission season tickets than a brand new MLS club in Charlotte that hasn't played a single game. And on top of that, check this out. It, they're charging PSLs, and they will be the only MLS club in the entire league that charge their fans for PSLs on top of the season ticket price. So then yesterday or two days ago, Cincinnati FC, with a brand-new stadium, mind you, when owners build brand-new stadiums, they tend to make things a bit more expensive because they want to make their money back quickly. For sure. Their, their season ticket prices came out. Their most expensive season ticket is cheaper than Charlotte FC's least expensive season ticket man well and so the word price the words price and gouging have been thrown around quite a bit in the last couple of days <laughs> from listeners on my radio show and we had some fun with I it i mean yeah man when you're comparing apples to apples we're both i get it charlotte's probably nicer than cincinnati i think so right all right i've been to I, both. it's the other queen city whatever all right but you can't be you can't yeah you know what I mean? That's just not a good look when you're coming out at the same time. Maybe they should kind of – they should have talked about that maybe. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe. I mean, again, so – but, like, the other thing is they, they put out uh, the availability for fans to buy – or to put down deposits on season tickets last year. Mm-hmm. They had over 30,000 deposits put down for season tickets. Just the initial deposit numbers they got would have put them at third in the MLS in attendance. So they know they did their market research here, and they know there's an appetite for pro soccer. I'm yeah, I want I wanted to try and look at it, but full disclosure, I'm bored to death by the by the MLS. I don't I'm, I have no interest in it. I damn sure don't want to watch it on TV. That said, I'm going to check it out yep. because I know that you know good soccer environments are a whole lot of fun. Yep. I don't think the MLS as a league is all that much. You know, I don't think it's a great product personally, and their TV ratings are terrible. You know, but <laughs> I, I, I'll check it out. But not at those prices. I'm going to get something off StubHub for like 15 bucks. You know, I'm, I'm not who you're wanting to buy season tickets anyway. But like Charlotte, Cincinnati FC, their most expensive season ticket price is cheaper than Charlotte and FC's least expensive. And it's a newer stadium as well. Brand new stadium. Yeah. Bro, that's just – I don't know, man. I don't like that move then. I think – I. I Here's so so what did you say? What did you say? Kyle? I've had a whole lot of capitalists try to convince me this week that, you know, while it is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit high that, hey, they did their market research. And if you can create a market for something and, you know, people are going to pay for it, then go for it. And, and that's that's true. That's, that's true. That's so, definitely true. But again, pandemic, economic downturn, you know, people are hurting for money. It seems like a bad time to roll out like shockingly high sticker prices on these tickets. I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't pay it. But then again, I'm not their their target customer. Yeah, I'm not the guy. But the, I, we all, I think, assumed like a year ago, this was going to be more affordable family entertainment. Right. That was kind of how we were sold on it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, bam, need a thousand bucks minimum for a season ticket. That's going to price out a whole bunch of people. And it's true. Then also you're taking tax dollars for the stadium, you know, kind of muddying things up. Hey, we need your public money, but also we're going to price gouge you a little bit. We'll see if they come down. I, I'm curious to see how much the response is and if it's such that they do. I don't I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep the prices exactly where they are. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Other thing. Did you, so did you know this? Somebody asked me about this the other day. The whole Queen City thing. 
Uh, you know, Charlotte is the queen city, but this particular city is actually named after a queen, Queen Charlotte, right? But it, there's, there's like uh, Cincinnati's the queen city. Uh, my wife is from Manchester, New Hampshire. That's the queen city too. So it's like, it's the largest city in a state that isn't the state capital. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So technically here in Charlotte, that fits too, because Charlotte's a bigger city than Raleigh is by population. So that actually fits too. But I this wonder is, if they call Birmingham bigger than. I don't know. Yeah. So I, actually I can run it. I, I looked at it one time. Which U.S. cities are nicknamed the Queen City? There are, I think, at least a handful, if I'm not mistaken. Kyle, this is exactly why some of our listeners say, man, you ever listen to Kyle? <laughs> they really make you think. Yeah, somebody did say that the other night. Somebody said that. Well, so we got, uh, oh, where's the list? I'll find it. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's the rule. So if it's, it's the largest city in the state that isn't the state capital. I so, did not know that. Kyle. So that's, that's why uh, Cincinnati's the queen city, and that's why Manchester, New Hampshire is the queen city. Fun fact. They, what? Go ahead. No, no. No, I was gonna, no, no. no. So they, they're, the, queen, the, the capital of New Hampshire is, uh, we say it Concord. They say it Concord. Up north, they say Concord. And the first time I heard I thought it, it was a D at the end. It, there is. Concord. That's what they say. We say Concord. Yes. Right? Like uh, northwest of here, like 20 minutes. Concord, <laughs> North Carolina. Yes. We, you know, we say in the south, we say Concord. They say Concord up there. But that's why Manchester is the queen city. So, yeah. I didn't know that. So, I know. I'm sorry. Random. That was a random nerdy fact. fact. But, Kyle, hey, look, it's okay. We also know you're really good at, uh, what is it? <laughs> Topography? Geography. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was your thing, Matt? What was it called again? Topography. That's Car it. Cartography. I, yeah, that's that it. That one? That one. Yeah, I'm not a cartographer. Not, yeah, I, I know. But I know a little about cartography, but I'm not a cartographer. I'm pretty good with maps. There we go. That's what you're really good You know, it's funny. At. I was walking the dog yesterday, and I was thinking about this. I was walking the dog, and I was thinking about things that we talk about here. And mm -hmm. I am really good with maps. You know, if you t I, I know where things are located, but I'm not as good on state capitals as you think I would be for a, to, to have a master's degree in geography. I struggle with state capitals sometimes, so don't quiz me. I will never quiz you Please. on that, Kyle, because I don't know it myself. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I get a few of those wrong here and there. But you anyway. know what I am? Russell Wilson. Oh, that's the other thing, because you were talking about dead cap money. <laughs> and now the whole the, the new thing is Russell's going to get traded. <laughs> Russell says yesterday, no, I want to play in Seattle. I want to be here, but if you do trade me, Send me to Dallas, New Orleans, <laughs> Las Vegas. Uh, what was the other one? Somewhere. Yeah, so he's got his list ready. Says, no, 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 I want to play here. But if y'all decide <laughs> well, to Well, Russell has a no-trade clause. Right. So he actually controls. I don't quarterbacks know. Quarterbacks of his stature tend to. Yes. I don't know if Deshaun Watson does. He does. He does as he does. well. Yep. And, man, dude, this is uh, this is gonna be uh, this is going to be a crazy finish down the stretch here. You were talking about dead cat money. If they were to trade him, and I'll double check it, but I think it's fifty-eight million dollars in dead cap money. I think Sierra's pulling the trigger, bro. Sierra, I think. I think. What did the, the theory I heard yesterday was that it sets up well because she could do a residency in Las Vegas at one of the casinos, like all these stars do. Like Britney Spears did it, Mariah Carey did it. I mean, so many others. You know, big musicians and stars. They'll go out and set up residency at these casinos, and they'll play. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't frequent Vegas, but I guess you know every weekend, a couple times a month. So they, they have residencies where they basically get paid on retainer to stay there and perform consistently. I and didn't so, even know that. I, yeah. So like uh, somebody, the theory yesterday was that it's, it's the Raiders that way because Ciara can continue her, her musical career, you know, doing a residency <laughs> at one of these casinos. Now, I'm not all. going that deep. I was just, oh, I was just saying she this makes is where problems. we are in the offseason. Look, right man, now. she makes Russell better. I, I don't I'm not against it. I love them together. It seems like a really good power couple. I just think. I don't know what's going on. Russell says he hasn't been getting protected, if that's his reasoning. I mean, he also holds on to the ball a lot, so and that's part of his whole game. So he's going to hold on to the ball regardless. But um, he is a really, 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 really good quarterback. Yeah. He's a top three quarterback. Some would say he's the best in the NFL. No, I wouldn't say that. I've, I've seen a lot of people make I that I understand argument. that, though. I mean, I, I can't hate on it. I said he's a top three. So I'm not mad at that. You're not mad at him? No. And I, I don't know what Seattle would do. I don't know what's going on. I, I thought they had a good relationship. I, I, this just came out of nowhere. But um, it is shocking to see all these quarterbacks all of a sudden say, everybody's starting to take the power back from the, the owners, I guess. Well, I it's, it's, what was it? Uh, Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports. Shout out, JJ. He came on my show today, and he was like, you know, it's, uh, it's the era of player empowerment. You know, that's what we're in in the NFL right now, the era of player empowerment. And – it's taken off like a rocket. 
Now, I, the, the truth is there's only a very, there's a small percentage of players in the NFL that carry the, the kind of leverage it requires right. you know, to, to force their way out of situations or to get what they want in, in bad situations. You have to have a significant amount of leverage. And Russell has – he has leverage. Um, did you – never mind. He has a lot of leverage. So, I, I don't think he's leaving. I think it'd be insane to eat that kind of cat, dead cat money. I don't even know what it would be. He's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and you're not just going to fix it. Well, I mean, not, just, yeah, this, yeah, isn't, yeah. this isn't a Deshaun Watson situation no. where you're talking about an no. entirety of a fucked up organization, no. pardon my language, where you know, you've got the, the team president quit effective immediately two weeks ago. Just quit on the spot. Sent him an email. was like, you know what? Effective immediately. I'm done with this place. And left. <laughs> you know, the, the Jack Easterby's been running the show. He was a team chaplain. You know, that's how he got his start in the NFL. Now he's got his tentacles all over the Houston Texans. Nick Casario's in there now, and they don't, re- they don't really feel great about former Patriots guys down in Houston these days. Yeah. So I don't know that they're thrilled about Casario or at least the, the majority of the fan base. Then you got the McNair family, and that's been one thing after the other. So, and then they hire a head coach who I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a <laughs> great dude, but he's 65 years old, and he's never had a sniff at an NFL head coaching job. And, and there's oh, I didn't this, know this guy. Oh, yeah. And there's this belief that this was a hire. And this, I, I listened to two interviews that, I mean, these, guys, these reporters were asserting this, that this was a Cal McNair was looking for someone with Christian family values, you know, to, to lead his organization, and that David Culley, you know, fit that mold. Which, look, fine. If that's the organizational culture you want, cool. It's your team. Do it your way. Nothing wrong with that. But if that's how you're selecting your head coach in the NFL, if that's the criteria, and you end up with a 65-year-old head coach who, again, hasn't sniffed a head coaching job, gets a whole lot of praise from guys like Andy Reid, who he's worked with in the past. People love him. But, I mean, talent doesn't go unnoticed for that long, does it? I mean, not in the NFL. Not, well, not, not, if you're 65 and you've been in the game for 35 years, if you're that talented, that good, you don't go unnoticed for 35 years. Right? I agree. Well, I, in, I don't know. Well, is it his fault he got the job, though? You see what I'm saying? I'm not mad at him. Because, I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah, but it is, you're right, though, Kyle. You do have a lot of, like, that is a great, valid point. That well, and by not, the way, I, think I, I can't even, like, figure out a reason to, to try and win this argument, but I will f- push back on the fact of, you know, all of a sudden you just connected with this one owner, right? Because that's what it is, man. The owners, bro. Right. They are the ones that are making these decisions ultimately. People must understand that. And these are the people that have to hold their people accountable to these things. So if the owner says it's okay, all right, he's a 65-year-old, he's been in the game a very long time, I don't know what direction the Houston Texans are going. It's very hard for me to even say a positive note about them right now. Right. Um, it's a bad situation. I mean, it's, it, it's a bad situation. Th- this is why and I, Deshaun, I don't – Deshaun, and you, that's why nobody can blame Deshaun for real for his, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Right. Right. I don't want to be here. Well, and that's the thing is that normal, I, I, normally I, I don't like, like that. Look, and look, I, I don't want this to be ugly. Look, it's been a great four years, but it's like I just want to break up. I don't always feel great about guys just saying I want out. I, I do believe that there, there's something to be said for I a, do while you're a player, while you're young, because all sure. you've got is your age, and now is the, the fastest time to do it because they're trying to not pay you as fast as they can. So you need to try and be the, the best that you can and take advantage of what you can while you can. Sure. And, and this is where I go back to, like, what Draymond Green said last week about Andre Drummond and you know, having to sit when you're about to be traded. And, yeah, you know, that and was that, a weird one, too. But that was like – to me, that was making a mountain out of a molehill. Do I, like the, the, do I like that that happens? No, I don't. But then, again, all you're doing is airing a grievance without a solution. This has been going on for forever, and the yeah. truth is – And they didn't sit him for, like, a week or you're, two, you're, did you're they? You're getting paid. You're getting paid. Yep. You're, 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 you're fine. Yeah, you want to play basketball. Right. We all we all do what well, a lot of us do what we do because mm-hmm. we love it or we enjoy it or we're passionate about it. Correct. But if somebody calls you in the middle of a work day or the day, hey, you got a day off tomorrow. You know, we got to handle some stuff. We're going to pay you. But, you know, you got a day off or you got a couple of days off because we got some things going on. We're all like, cool, a couple of days off getting paid. You know, got some. Th- I know it sucks. Sitting on the bench sucks. I get it. But there, if you're not giving me some sort of solution, you're just complaining to complain. And it, all that to- ties back to. If contracts don't matter, then what's the future of professional sports? Yep. You know, what does that look like? Because you can both be in favor of players, you know, doing well, having a say, having power, having leverage, but also knowing that you can't just stop doing everything, all the business practices that have ever been done. But Deshaun Watson is a very clear, to me anyway, exception to all that because he has watched that organization 
undermine him and hold him back, you know, and make promises they didn't fulfill and lie right. to him and everything else. And they do it to a lot of people. He just happens to have the, the power and the leverage to yes. do what he's doing right yes. now. Yes. And I would do yes. the exact same thing if I were and, him. And Kyle, you're so right because I, I, just, I just totally agree with Deshaun Watson in this, in this point in this time. Right. And I get it in the validity. If you are owner, like it is yours and it's your business, like I totally understand that aspect of it. But you haven't been the best on your side either. And when you're not handing up your side of the deal, I just totally support Deshaun trying to get out while he can. I hope – and he seems like that's why – look, Jeremy Chin. Stop. Jeremy Chin. I mean, you, you've already talked me into it. I don't like it. I'm not <laughs> happy about it. So don't expect me to smile about it. But I'm not, if they have to give up Jeremy Chin, I'm not going to be happy. I think he's awesome. Um, what was the other I thing? I do too. I just – again, I go and back look, to – And look, Kyle, remember, I'm the first person that said, I don't know what position he's going to play. He's got the height, weight, speed. He, like – He's got all these things, but I don't know if he's like a true safety and a, a norm. They didn't run. They don't run like a. Uh, they don't run like a normal everyday defense here. So that, they, I think that right. helps. So they don't. Real quick, I just realized that whole uh, talent doesn't go unnoticed for thirty-five years thing. I think it, that can't, I got to give credit to Colin Cowherd for that. That's where I heard it. So I don't want to steal it from him. Uh, the other thing was. I'm so tired of hearing about Deshaun Watson, even though I love him and want him here. All right, we're not going to talk about him. No, no, no. But the last thing I'll say about it is that sports radio has, has become so lazy in a lot of ways. <laughs> so lazy. You know, and we, we should be, like, critiquing ourselves in the business all the time. Yes. But, like, people have just been beat, and, and we're part of it. You know, obviously with Carolina being the favorite, you know, at, at least in some people's eyes and constantly reported about, yeah, we have to talk about it. And, yeah, people do want to talk about it. This story's been beaten to death, and it's going to keep going because it, it may drag into, you know, well into March, maybe even past that, and sports radio's got to do better, man. You can't just talk about all the Deshaun Watson scenarios all the time. People You're are exhausted right. with this. They are, You're, especially you, Kyle, because you, you, you're well, living it every day. dude, sports radio has become too dependent on the NFL anyway. <laughs> uh, like Dimitri Ravenos over at uh, our Barrett Sports Media wrote about this a couple of days ago. You turn on a lot of national shows right now, you know, it's the off season. It's February. You know, I, I realize college basketball is not great right now. I understand it. I know some markets don't have the NBA, especially in the deep south. They're not talking NBA. It's a lot of college football, which I can get with because I've done that before. But it's the NFL. I, I get it. They want to. The NFL season never ends. There's always something on the calendar. Well, if you're sports radio, you do have a lot of people that like basketball. Yes. They're into baseball. They yep. want to talk about the local hot. I was just about to bring up. This one, this one baseball player who's going to be my breakout player of the year, Kyle. I'm calling it right now. Who? Vlad Guerrero Jr. Break, breakout? Yeah, bro. He lost 40-some pounds. I know. All right? Imagine he's going to play a little bit better defense, and he's going to hit dingers. He's going to be breakout player of the year. You think so? Yes. All right. Down 40? Yeah. Down like 42 pounds, yeah, they said. I got to get on his level. I'm chasing that, man. I mean, he had a lot more baby fat than you. He guys. did. He was, a, he was a pretty pudgy. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know that's I mean? true. And he's younger, pudgy too. So. It's true. Your boy's down. And that's no disrespect to you, Kyle, but he was. No, I know. You know I mean, I mean, the dude can play. Not hurting my feelings. <laughs> I'm, I'm down 24 though. Your boy's getting after it. I, I see that, man. I'm, I'm running. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all, Rome. Sorry, man. You got to do that though, man. It's all at some point you got to go back to that sucking that, it up. That, yeah, that college workout style. I know. Where you're just like, man, I got to get through it. But I'm very much not in college anymore. 35. It, it feels low. It's it's harder to get this shit off, man. Kyle, man, I'm just trying to hold on to a six-pack over here. Man. <laughs> yeah, just trying to hold on to it? I'm holding on, man. I see just the workouts trying. you guys are posting, you and your wife, every day. Every now and then, man. I, hey, you know. real quick, one other thing I want to talk about. So this is uh, – what was I going to say? Oh, we were talking about uh, jobs earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And we are talking about my, my slip-up saying fucking on the radio. Yeah. And so once upon a time, I mentioned it like four years ago. That when I was in college, my, I worked as a bouncer, you know, when I was in school to make money. And, you know, so I worked three, four nights a week, worked the door, slinging kegs, picking up glasses, occasionally yep. breaking up fights and throwing people out. And I mentioned it. I don't talk about it. I didn't talk about it a ton. And somebody brought it back up, I mean, a week or two ago, somebody who remembered on the air. And the guy was literally like, hey, KB, I know you, you saw said the, You saw what happened to the Oklahoma uh, wide receiver. That's what I was going to get to. That's <laughs> what I was going to get to. So, yeah, so people are asking me about it. 
and and it's fine. I don't mind. It's just not something I because you know you start talking, people start. Oh, you know, I was a bouncer, and you sound like a douchebag. Yes. It's like a gigantic douchebag doing yeah, that you stuff. You sound like I just took this job so I could freely try and hit. People. Exactly right. So I, I'm, but you know, a lot of cool guys that work the job too. They're just out there. The big dudes are making money. It is what it is. And sometimes the money's really good. That's why I did it. You know, on a busy Friday, Saturday night in college, we'd take home 200, 300, 400 bucks on a really busy night. So, you know, three weeks in a row. So how do they get paid? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. So somebody brings it up and, uh, you know, like, hey, KB, I know you said last week that uh, what I said was, hey, 95% of the jobs, checking IDs, uh, slinging kegs, and picking up beer glasses. That, that's most of the job. It's like 5% getting into shit with people. And so... Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that, that's why. I mean, I got some f- funny stories, but I'm not going to. We're talking sports. Yep. And so somebody today goes, hey, KB, I know you said last week that 95% of the job was blah, blah, blah. But I got to know, what's the worst fight you ever been in? You know, when you were there. It wasn't Roadhouse, right? I'm, I'm not Patrick Swayze out here roundhouse kicking dudes through the window. Not that kind of place. But I was like, you know, one time a guy tried to put a cigarette out on my face when I told him he was cut off. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, he, 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 went, he left with an arm injury that night. And uh, another guy, you know, literally punched me in the face at the door he was hammered thought I was somebody he hated never met the guy before now the guy's hammered and you know didn't hurt very much felt like a slap reflexively somebody punches you in the face what are you gonna do I'm gonna punch back correct that's what I did I laid him out on the sidewalk but fortunately for me my feet were still in the bar when I did it right because I was watching the game so so if you're outside the bar that's not you can't do that well it, there are some exceptions, okay, you know, okay, but not I, very many. You, yeah. you are told, you know, at least we were, don't, if it goes outside, you're beyond our jurisdiction. You know, oh. this, this is a private establishment, but if it goes outside, unless you're defending yourself, you know, that you got to be very careful with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and, and he was drunk. So, that, yeah, people were asking, why don't you tell those stories? But, yes, getting back to your point, I have broken up some ugly ones. Uh, females fighting in the bar is by far the worst because females fight dirty. They and scratch. once they get a hold of the hair, they uh, don't let g- it go. Good luck separating them. <laughs> uh, there's nothing worse than breaking up a girl fight in a bar because they are wild and they don't fight fair. They, they kick. Yes, absolutely. They do everything. <laughs> there's nothing worse than a female fight in a bar. I've had to bring up one girl because fight most in of college. the time, some chicks. It, it was it, awful. What, you know, it, at least one of them usually is she there with a boyfriend. She scratched my whole freaking arm, like my whole back shoulder. Oh, they get like wild. Grabbing and trying to get at the. It wasn't even me. I was like, she was trying to fight the other girl. Absolutely. Trying to like. It's horrible. Oh my god. Ask any school resource officer oh. which fights he hates breaking up the most. It's the girl fights. <laughs> you know, but in the bar, at least one of the girls usually has a boyfriend or a, a husband with them, right? So you start manhandling his girl, right, trying to break it up. Now he wants to fight, right? And oh, so we, we ran into those situations, too, where it's like, you got two girls going at it, a drunk, they're, oh, oh, get your hands up. Then you got the dudes in it. So the Oklahoma story, I know we got to go. We got to finish this up. That fight that went viral with the Oklahoma Man. wide receiver slash holder and the, yeah. the two brothers. Ooh. Oh, they were brothers. Oh, they were brothers, yeah. Uh, they were brothers. So th- there's not much, I don't think, that's come out, not that much more. But, you know, basically the two brothers have 10 years of wrestling and mixed martial arts experience, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, it looked like it. They really did. <laughs> you know, and, and this dude, Spencer Jones from Oklahoma, you know, he nearly lost his eye, right? Yeah. Four hours of surgery, I think, to reconstruct the orbital bone around his eye. I've broken that before. I fractured oh. it. I fractured mine. His was crushed. Yeah. And uh, apparently the, the surgeon said he's, he's fortunate he didn't lose his eye. But I got to be honest with you, I realize there's probably some backstory there we don't know. And for all I know, those two young dudes might have been acting a fool before that. I'm not sure. But they didn't instigate that on the video in the bathroom from what we saw. No, it didn't look like. That's why, that's uh, yeah, why you, you, it did that's, look like it. That's God. why you don't fuck with people. Bro, you don't. And now, and just like everybody's saying, man, like you can't, you can't. You can't just tell by the cauliflower ear no more. Some of these, I no. mean, Mm-mm. you know what I mean? That no. used to be the dead giveaway, but some people just walking around dangerous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and just because you're bigger than them in height and size and stuff, I mean, you think you're ready. So our coach would always tell this story, Kyle. He would always say, all right, so your mom comes down the street. She's crying. She comes into the house, and she's like, the, the dude at the gas station just uh, hit me, Right. So, dude, your mom tells you that the guy just hit her. You're fired up. So now you go to the gas station. He's like, dude, you hit my mom. And then you go back and forth. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, like you're going to be ready to fight. This dude hit your mom, doesn't really apologize about it. You're ready to go. And you put put your hands up. Let's go. And he freaking hauls off and does a roundhouse Bruce Lee kick to the face, Uh right? Yep. Boom. You thought you were ready. Yep. Right? You thought you – 
but like you're not ready. Oh yeah. That's what that's kind of what happened. It's the you, same story. Like you think you're ready. There's like, always it was always yeah. It's, I, I can, it's unless unless you are Mike Tyson or John Jones, <laughs> you there is <laughs> always somebody out there in a room ready to make you pay the fucking piper. You know, even if you think you are the baddest motherfucker on yes. the planet, there's always somebody out there ready to make you pay the piper. And that's what. Look again. I don't know what happened before that Me video, cut, but the dude had a bloody nose. And how about I that? I did how, see that though. He like wiped it. Like dude, he tapped him with the bloody hand, and then came across with the right man, and then he jumped on him. He latched on him. He got his back, and he started ground and pounding this dude. Yeah, which I'm sure is where the, the eye thing came in. And then it, how about his brother though? And I got a little brother, and there's something about having your brother in a scrap where you know you just know somebody that's got your back's got yeah, your back. That's true. And that's all very his brother true. was doing was holding on to the other guy at first to make sure that was a fair fight. Yeah. That's what. But then it got ugly at the end, and he starts pounding on other <laughs> dude too. He did. But his brother, like you could tell, they looked at each other and they're like you ready you got we're good right you got this it, 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 i'm about to you go. know what to do right i'm about to go and they did and man I, again it sounds like we're probably like celebrating violence yeah we're i don't not. want to say we're not first of all but don't it, bully people first of all they were like 12 12 deep in the bathroom no mask on yeah that was like first thing jumped out I'm like bro there ain't nobody got no don't mask on. don't don't underestimate people you know yeah, and don't don't do that and that's again just don't mess with people you, you're gonna run into people that are gonna make you pay for it yeah man like you said if you're not mike tyson John Jones. Just be nice to people. Just be nice. Because you might catch an ass whooping and the whole world might see it go viral when you do. Yeah, man. It's not going to be a good look. It's not it's at not all. going to be a good it's look It's not going to be a good look, man. All right. Well, look, we got to bounce. I've got to. Man, right, back on Baby Watch, Kyle. Back then on you, Baby But you Watch. got the Hornets tonight, Hornets too, man. Hornets and Warriors tonight. I can't Steph wait. Curry. Steph, Steph Curry's Curry. going to play this time. Oh, he's going to play. Yeah, yeah last he missed time, the last he, one. Yeah, he missed the last one here. Yeah, he missed the uh, last one. His dad one. was surprised. I know. Yeah, know. he was like they were in broadcast, and Del <laughs> yeah. Curry looks over at Eric Collins like, you mean to text him to find out what's going on? Because <laughs> just, nobody knew what was happening. Yeah. Just so they're in, the, they're in the bay tonight. And don't forget, uh, Draymond Green got ejected in the final nine seconds, got double text uh, after a jump ball that the Hornets got a timeout on. And so Draymond's calling this the revenge game tonight. Hey, man, I, I, want, I just want to see Steph versus LaMelo. That's it. I yeah. don't care about anything. I else. want to see it too. You know that. I would like to Mello, see it too. Mello, he's it, man. Yeah. He's got the juice, man. He is very, very good. He, he is, is the young Padawan that everybody wanted to have. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's jump. We'll talk to him I, again. It might be two weeks from now, but we'll talk to Kyle, him. Next good time. luck. Thank Stay you, on call, brother. Appreciate y'all. Hey, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out, by the way, to our friends at Whitetail. Uh, racing season's back up. We got to get uh, the Xfinity guys, the Truck Series guys. Truck series guys. We got some Bassmaster people here in the, uh, the Whitetail family. So, uh, we, we got some interesting folks we're going to try to catch up with. I got you some sweet gear, and we got some giveaways coming up on the whitetail front. Uh, we're going to be giving away uh, whitetail dip, pouches, regular, I mean, some gear, some merchandise. So I'm looking forward to it. Shout out to Rob and everybody at Whitetail. We'll talk to you here in the next two or three weeks. Uh, looking forward to it. Work hard. Be nice to people.